we have a we have a very engaging diner game, which I I, I think you should think about, Garrett Scott. It's a little ways off for you, but but you hmm. might like it. And it's called What's Missing. And essentially, you lay out four items on the table. So you know, a sugar packet, bottle of hot sauce, a creamer packet, butter packet. Then your child closes their eyes. You take one away, and they have to figure out what's missing. Hence the name, Ooh, What's good. Missing. And then like you that. switch it around, and then the kid takes the thing away, and you have to guess. It's a lot of fun. But what's maybe the most fun about What's Missing is the fourth round where my son inevitably takes everything off the table, waits till I open my eyes, and then goes, we weren't playing a game. <laughs> Just gaslighting you? Yes. <laughs> it cracks me up so much. Hi, I'm Scott. I'm a new dad, and I've enlisted my friends Joey and Garrett to help me adjust to fatherhood. This is Dad Jokes. Scott, what's new in the world? Hmm. Uh, not a ton. Um, we've we've gone out to dinner a few more times recently. Oh, you're getting brave. Which, yeah, we're using the high chair now. So you know, previously when we would go out to dinner, we would you know, usually try to, you know, we'd put him in the car seat and usually kind of keep him there. And sometimes he'd be napping. And, um, but yeah, we've done that a couple times around like dinner time during the week, uh, when we know he's definitely going to be awake. Um, and done the whole like, uh, high chair at the, you know, restaurant table, which is fun. What, uh, what kind of establishments are you frequenting? Uh, mostly five-star restaurants. <laughs> um, no. Uh, I don't know, like a Mexican place uh, one time, a Mexican place another. We go to a lot of Mexican restaurants. Okay. I was going to say, so far, uh, two, three, four, five Mexican restaurants. Yeah. Uh, now, there's a burger place that we like uh, that tends to have a bunch of families there in in the, like, uh, four o'clock to about yes. 5.45 hour. Okay. And then completely turns over and is like, you know, trendy burger restaurant with no kids after that. <laughs> All right, everybody, you got 10 minutes. Get your kids out. We got a reset for the hipsters. I remember I remember the first time we were deciding whether we wanted to bring our oldest child out. And it was a real discussion. You know, like there was a lot more strategy involved. Well, I'd like to go there, but... I think it's going to be too quiet there if we have like a screaming kid. So we chose the loudest. Where do we go? Like Joe's Crab Shack or something. You know, we're like, there's going to be, there's going to be 2 million people involved. It's going to be fine. Just blaring Jimmy Buffett music. I've still, we're still getting used to like the, uh, the radius that we have to keep um, around him because he's, you know, he's reaching for everything. Yeah. Oh yeah. Everything is the, everything within reach is a toy right now. That's a fun phase. Um, Except for real toys. Oh, well, yeah. It's everything but toys, right, Scott? Yeah, pretty much. We did have yeah. a really fun moment the last place that we were at where uh, the gentleman dropping off our, like, chips and queso decided to, like, I mean, he's really clearly trying to set it in the middle of the table so that all three of us could reach it, which I thought was really weird. <laughs> no, he's good. <laughs> he's, he's fine. Good. <laughs> Let's not stick it in front of the, the eight-month-old. You know, one of the things that has always sort of amazed me is 
parents with with newborn and relatively immobilized children who think that eating a restaurant is a challenge don't understand that as your children gets older it really for a while only gets harder right like the littler they are the easier this is yeah, it's super easy when they're young. I mean, it's it's like going to a restaurant with like a briefcase or something. Right. They just sit there. Well, well, uh, I don't know. We I think it I think it really depends on the kid here because we had a very difficult first child who I mean, we were we were gambling everything we had that it was going to be an okay meal with him. At at that at that exchange because he cried all the time and it's really uncomfortable. But, so you couldn't like plan out when he was probably going to be sleeping and do it that no, way? No, because he never slept. Oh, yeah, that is, like that is a unique problem that Garrett did have. <laughs> it was, but, but I, but I, but I can see the point that if you have like a very cooperative child on a very tidy schedule where you could prep these things, it would be, it'd be cake. We had, um, Another situation, I don't know if I've talked about this before or not, but we went out and it was still just him. I think he was maybe one-ish because he was just walking and he wanted to be all over the floor and all over the restaurant and he would not sit in his chair and it was absolutely horrible. We we sat down and again, speaking to the old person crowd, it was like 4.30, 5 o'clock. It was like super early. And we sit down, we're like, you know what, this is, this is going to be okay. He was doing fine at the beginning. We ordered some adult drinks. We ordered our meals. And then in the five minutes that we got our drinks and the meal wasn't even there yet, all hell broke loose. Like he was screaming. I had to bring him into the little holding area of the restaurant. We didn't get to drink our drinks. We had to take our food to go. It was like real terrifying. And then we didn't go out for... Eight months. Yeah, for, for <laughs> was, another two years. It was, it was traumatizing. It was traumatizing. It was horrible. But, you know, it's gotten a little better now. And that was just him. I can't imagine my daughter doing anything like that. She just tells us when she's done and wants to put her coat on. I mean, that's as bad as she gets. I don't know. Like, the way I've always thought about it and experienced it is it's kind of segmented, right? So you have the newborn phase where really what you're dealing with is just consistently like, okay, they cry. Are they fussy? Are they not fussy? But they're stationary. Then you get the high chair phase and then it's okay. We just got to keep them entertained and then give them food. Then you get out of the high chair phase to the booster seat phase and the booster seat phase is just like a fresh new hell of just like a child trying to constantly escape a booth. Then you slowly become a little (laughs) more cognizant and aren't really trying to weigh, but at that point you're kind of becoming more of a picky eater. So everything's a fight about that. So you can only go to places that have, you know, fucking pancakes. And then, like, this goes on and on (laughs) until you realize the only restaurant left in the area that you can go to uh, that will accommodate every child's dietary habits, plus is loud, plus uh, is accommodating to children, is like a Cracker Barrel. I have a really good business idea for restaurants who want to serve families with young children. Okay. My biggest pet peeve going to a restaurant, it's not its not really a pet peeve as much as it is an annoyance. 
we I will put in the children's order before ours mm-hmm. so that they can be entertained while I'm enjoying my meal. And usually by the time they're done, I'm done as well. Sure. So it all works out. The problem is their food comes out so fucking hot <laughs> that they can't even touch it until my food comes. There needs to be a system by which they totally cook the food, but then cool it before they bring it to the table so that I don't have to sit there and like blow on it for 20 minutes and get all lightheaded and, you know, fatigued are you getting, before my meal Are you comes. getting lightheaded from blowing on children's food? Yeah, I do. I mean, you I may do. have a you may have a respiratory issue that needs be that needs to be addressed because that's like not that laborious. It really is. If you know my kids, it cannot have it cannot have any steam. Like, does it have to it. be like cold, like left out overnight yeah. cold? Why don't you just go to like a place that just has like soups and sandwiches? And because stuff? I don't like that. Because sometimes I don't like that. Sometimes I want other things, Scott. <laughs> yeah, Scott. <laughs> Why don't you think that Garrett wants to eat soup and salad all the time? I mean, I do, but I do like the general idea. Like, one of the things that I will say that I, I don't, we don't have necessarily a problem with food temperature in our house because our kids um, will eat their food relatively piping hot. But what we have a problem with is that the food can't come out like... There's there's always a temperature misappropriation between parent food and kid food, right? Like, either the kid food comes out and it's way too hot and then your food is not going to be ready for another five minutes. Or you get the kid's food, which is like, at this point, room temperature cold so that my medium rare burger is like normal temperature, right? So it's just like mm-hmm. there's no happy medium to keep everyone content in this scenario. Well, the problem is, is that you put both of your orders in at the same time, right? Well, do you not do that? No, no, no. I'll order the kids, and then I'll order our drinks. And then when she comes back, you know, like five minutes later, I'll put our orders in. What do you do? Your servers must love you. Probably not, but I don't do care. Do you tip well? It's like, when they come, it's like when they come for the first round of drinks, you know, like, can I get you anything to drink? It's like, yeah, we'd like a Coke, a water, chocolate milk, whatever. And by the way, can I put in the kids' orders now? They'll be like, sure. Then I'll do it. And then they'll come back with the drinks. And usually by that time, we've kind of figured out what we want. It all works. But it does, It's not an extra step for them except for going to the kitchen a couple times. Here's my question, though. What do you do after your kids are done eating and you're like just getting your entree? But they're not. They take forever. They're so slow. That's never been a problem. Really? Because it's always the opposite no. way where the kids' food comes out cold because they cook it so quick, and then my food is the right temperature, but my kids' food is cold. I understand what you're saying. It's just my children eat very differently than your children. My children eat really quickly and then are done eating in five minutes. So if I used your system, hmm. even with five minutes of blowing on food, presuming there's another five minutes before I get my food, so 10 minutes, my children we will be done eating in that five-minute interval. Joey, hmm. I think I have it. What if you were to order something for your kids that took a long time to eat, like like crab legs? <laughs> <laughs> Not kosher. Okay. <laughs> We've been through that I, before. I thought I had it there. But I, that was good. But I, Figure it out. But I like the concept. <laughs> what if we gave them like, okay, so crab legs would take a while. Um, 
What other food takes a long time to eat? I don't even know what's kosher and what's not. What's not kosher? Ham, shellfish. Uh, Just ham or any part of the pig? Well, the whole pig. Any pork product. Okay. Okay. Shellfish, bottom-feeding fish like catfish. Okay. Uh, shrimp, which would be a shellfish, I guess. Um, what about what about normal? What about normal fish? Yeah, norm- That aren't those. Normal ones. fish are fine. Okay, so you can actually get the fish on the bone, so that yeah. they could kind of work around the ribs and the head. That's not. That would take that them some would. time. That sounds just like some kids swallowing fish bones to me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, pros and cons. If we're being yeah, honest, but pros and listen, cons. This is there's no bad ideas in workshopping. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay, sorry about that. Uh, yeah, not uh, that would work. A whole bone in a whole bone in snapper would really hit the spot. I know yeah. a great Filipino restaurant that does that. What about beef? Is beef cool? Yeah, beef is a staple. Um, you could get a kind of rare, so that they have to chew on it a long time. That would slow them down. Actually, that brings up an interesting point, and I'm going to kind of pull us on a different topic here, but we are now entering a really interesting phase in my house, which is I eat all my meat rare. Okay? That's just how I am. It's what I like. Okay. Mm -hmm. My my children uh, are pushing back against the rare thing. And they don't like the rare meat. So if I make a steak, it has to be pretty cooked through to get my sons to eat any of it. If I cook a burger, there can't be any red or pink in the middle. It's I'm raising well-done children and uh, in, in a rare household world, and it's a real issue for me. Is this like a time frustration for you that you don't like to have to uh, cook actually, you know, burger, no. their burgers longer? No. Is it Good that question. you are concerned about raising well-done children? <laughs> it's, it's that meat should, in order to get the best flavor profile out of the meat, cooking it until it's dry and well-done is, is, is wrong. It's just wrong. <laughs> That's not how it's meant to taste. Okay. Of course, it's, it's, a, it's a principles thing. Yes, okay. it's me. Got it. Why would it be anything else but a principle thing if a gartner's concerned yeah, I don't about know it? What, I don't know what I was thinking asking that question. It's it's a hundred percent the principle of the matter, which I don't know if that makes it worse or better. <laughs> Have you tried explaining that to them? Uh, yeah, four year, <laughs> four and a half year olds and and nineteen month old love hearing you yell about principles. I don't know. I mean, maybe see it. Maybe like Google uh, or like look up a, a video of like Gordon Ramsay explaining it on YouTube or something like that. Maybe they'll listen to him. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Garrett, you don't eat red meat. Do your kids yeah. do your kids eat eat red meat or are they on the pescatarian train? No, they they eat meat. Not a lot. All of our dinners are um pescatarian approved dinners. But when we go out to eat, they will get what they want. It's usually not a red meat though. Okay. So they don't they probably don't have a lot. They get only like really, really hot things, like fajitas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'd like the sizzling fajita platter, and please put it right in front of these two young children with with uh, motor control issues. <laughs> have Have you thought about uh, just 
carting around like an industrial fan with you. You can just set that up in front of the food. Uh, that's what they should do. Or just like I agree. There's got to be some sort of like hair dryer phone attachment we can get you, and then you can just set it on cold air and blow it on the food for you. I'm just Why saying. Why does it have to be a phone attachment? Every, Couldn't it just be a hair dryer? Everything's a phone oh attachment. God. If restaurants charged, <clears throat> if if restaurants had the option for like five dollars for like ultimate cooling for children, I would pay that every single time. Like in three minutes, the food will be cool enough to touch a toddler's mouth. I would do it every single time. Five bucks. I don't even know what the tech is. Put it in the damn freezer. I don't care. The tech could be they charge you $5 to make your food, let it sit there on the counter for long enough, and then bring it out yeah, to you. Yeah, which is what they're doing in my scenario. That defeats the purpose. That's though. what's. Then I, then I would order even earlier. Then I would order their meals even earlier. I would catch on after the first time. <laughs> I found a really fun thing on the, on the internet movie database. Hmm. Uh, so if you go into really any movie, um, you click in and uh, you scroll down a little bit, um, all the movies have uh, this thing called Parents Guide. What? They link and it says uh, View Content Advisory. Should we and do this right now? You, you can, yeah. Um, and so these, I think, are user-generated uh, but every movie that has these things in them, uh, people go and write down um, notes, basically, for all these sections around like sex and nudity, violence and gore, profanity, alcohol, mm. drugs, and smoking. Um, and so, you know, and not that oh, right there. interesting uh, for, you know, movies that you would expect to have a lot of those things. But um, it's a little bit fun looking through, um, let's see, The Little Mermaid. It's a good one. Uh, let's just list off a few of these for you under the sex nudity category. Uh, when she's a mermaid, Ariel wears nothing but a seashell bra, which shows off an impressive amount of cleavage. No. Is this a real yep. thing? This is a real thing. If you go to the uh, the, per, uh, the parent's guide for The Little Mermaid. Uh, when Ariel is first given legs, she is clearly shown from the waist down. Her butt appears on camera for a split second. <laughs> <laughs> Man, people are really um, watching the hell out of these movies. Yeah, yeah no they kidding. are. Uh, here's one. Uh, Ursula's breasts often bounce. In one yes. shot, she shakes them, and the camera zooms in on them. Actually, <laughs> I remember that from my childhood and thinking, that seems weird. Like, that seems, like, very gratuitous is what I remember from my childhood. Because I was, I was a five-year-old kid watching The Little Mermaid in kindergarten, and I remembered the word gratuitous. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Um, the Mighty Ducks. Parents Guide for the Mighty Ducks. Uh, uh, it was rated PG. Um, mild hockey violence. That's not that interesting. <laughs> mild uh, mild hockey God violence. Mild anti-Semitism against a Jewish goalie. So we, um, I want to say it was last summer, maybe. No, it must have been two summers ago because of... Uh, yeah, the timing of this. So it's probably two summers ago we went and did uh, one of those. We have these like outdoor movie night things, you know, and so you see yeah. like a field and they project the movie. And we we um, we watched Goonies and it, it was the first time I had seen it in a long time. And I was struck by like the fact that this is a PG movie 
and, and how much stuff is in it. And I, I pulled it up here um, on this parent's guide. There's so much. I cannot believe this movie was PG. Well, you have to remember, PG in the 80s is like R-rated nowadays. Yeah, so uh, here we go. A preteen boy drops a ceramic statue of a male nude statuette, and the penis breaks off. A few comments are made of inappropriate parts. One of the boys present says it's his mom's favorite part. The boy glues the broken private parts of the statue on upside down, making it appear as though it has an erection. That's really funny. Uh, a teen boy tricks the Spanish cleaning woman by telling her, in Spanish with English subtitles, that the homeowner's sexual torture devices are kept in the <laughs> attic. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my god, what were we watching? I bet Toy Story has some gems in it. It's one of our favorites around here. All the Pixar movies are great because there's, they do a really good job with those, like, jokes that are going to completely go over any kid's head but the parents know exactly what's going on yeah and i bet they're called out here too all right let's see toy story uh woody's under violence and gore woody slaps buzz in the face with a decapitated arm sex and nudity early in the Mr. Potato Head rips off his own limbs and taps it on his own butt, indicating that another toy character is a butt kisser or a suck up. Wait a second. Andy's mom <laughs> kisses Andy on the forehead. That's included in sex and nudity? This is bullshit. That that implication makes it worse because like unless you put that under sex and nudity, no one thought anything sexual was happening when Andy's mom kisses him on the forehead. I think that says a lot more about the person who wrote this than about the movie. Yeah. I'm looking at Shawshank Redemption. That doesn't seem like um, a children's movie, but okay. <laughs> it just says no. 